1: T-I-K-A dot com.
2: is absolutely incredible in so many ways. A, beautiful, like you're just a stunning vision to see. And you are helping people manifest their lives to their highest power through hypnosis, through, through subliminals, through all sorts of things. And you started off in the corporate world and then hit a burnout. And then you landed in this whole other like cosmic, amazing manifesting connection world. And I just am dying to know... How you got there? Because you are helping people to manifest a lot of money, right? I need to take your courses. Like, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> Show me your ways. How do I need to rewire my brain? I'm sure so many people listening to this are like, how can I rewire myself to manifest all this money? So tell me your story, Juliet.
3: Sure. So, it, when I left corporate, um, I was in tech sales for 11 years, and then um, I started my two businesses. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why. I two businesses at once.
2: Well, and what, what were what the two businesses?
3: businesses? Um mobile app design and I startup funding. Mobile so it, app design. Okay. Because I would help the startup companies get funding and then we would help them build the app out. And so it was doing really well. Multiple six figures for both of them. And then but it was like I was so miserable. I was so miserable that I just, I didn't know, and I felt trapped. I did not escape because it's like, this is a, a job that you quit. <laughs> you're just like, hey everyone, you're, I know you signed these contracts, but I don't want to do this anymore. And so I felt so trapped and I was so tired. And- How did um, you
2: finally hit your burnout? Like what was it that made you realize that you were done, this was it? Cause obviously they're very successful. You've worked hard to get here, you started them. Like how, how did you hit that burnout?
3: I, when I, I got it, I was so tired and I got an email from a client, um, a new client that said, Hey, I just signed the, um, proposal for, and it was $20,000. I should have been happy. I started crying because I was like, this is more work. And I was like, overrun. Yeah. I was like, why am I crying when I just got a new client? There's something wrong here. And, um, you're really good at trusting your
2: gut and your intuition and listening to yourself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm very, I'm very much a feeler. So I'm like, this should feel good. I feel so trapped. I just feel like I felt so trapped. And um, I remembered hypnosis when I was in sales because I actually was hypnotized before, but to help me deal with breakups. I knew hypnosis worked, but I never thought about it in business. And um, I saw a program for manifesting money, um manifest um, manifestation babe and so i actually joined her program um rich babe academy and in it was a recorded hypnosis audio so the last time i was hypnotized it was in person so i wasn't sure how audios would work but the audio was very powerful because it helped me return to um my childhood why i had this issue with money okay it's like Relationship essentially, like you figure
2: it out from your childhood. What I mean, I don't know if you, if you're comfortable sharing, but like, what did you pinpoint that was like that was the block? Is it block? We just have blocks, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. It's it's like it's like um, it's a a belief or memory that you kind of took on as a child that now your mind runs with. <laughs> and you're like wait hold on that was only when we were eight it's fine now so that's essentially what hypnosis is for you to tell you like no it's okay we can do this now so it was a, it went back to a childhood memory with me at the lunch table with my friends and we had like our we everyone had disney lunch boxes have to have name brand meals like high c and all you know um Caprisa and like name brand stuff never store bought And there was a girl at the end of the table, she had just a paper bag, and they're like, ew, her peanut butter is from store-bought. And I was like, if I have, and I looked at, and I had peanut butter and jelly sandwich too, and I was like, yeah, mine is it. And I remember like having to make sure that it wasn't because I went to Catholic school, so I was like, I hope I didn't just lie. <laughs> so when I got in the car with my mom, I started hounding her. I was like, hurry up, we need to get, is this store bought? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And so I ran to the kitchen and checked, and it was GIF, So I was so happy. And... From then on, I always made sure I had name brand everything. Um, if I don't have this, then I won't have friends. Like I had to have the two bedroom apartment in Brooklyn with exposed brick and pay for this rent that I didn't I couldn't even I wasn't even home all the time. I, I had to always go to the best restaurants in New York. I had to always have the best clothes. So I spent a lot of money on external things. And so I spent a lot of money, so I needed to always make a lot of money. So I it's was
2: see always- though that we just think we're trying to keep up and it's like, who are we actually even keeping up with? Like, I, I have all those limiting beliefs too, that I've really had to like check myself and start looking into as I've become an adult. And it's like, why do I feel like I have to perform in this way or show up in this way to appear a certain way? Who am I even doing it for?
3: You know? Exactly. And And then that was like, and then I had to, um, I did an exercise within it and I released myself (laughs) from that. I said, yeah, and that was a game changer. So, um, that was one of the things, one of the beliefs I had to start rewiring, but that belief set me free. You know, the, the feeling of being trapped set me free. I was like, I don't want to live here anymore. Where do you want to live? I want to move to LA. And then I started working towards it and I felt alive again because I had something that I really, really wanted that. Um, and I, and I did, I did it. And then I, that's when I started training to become a hypnotherapist. I was like, I want to offer this to my current clients, my startup founders, you know, at the time, because they were feeling, I could see a lot of burn. I could see the the struggle within them as well. And, but then I ended up staying through and went, I didn't do the. I did the intro basic training for hypnosis, but then I went through and did the master's training to be able to teach others um, to train in hypnotherapy. So I like stayed for an entire year and did the whole thing. And um, after I was finished, I I just wanted to run my practice. I didn't want to run the other two businesses, and I felt confident enough to end it, just to be like, oh no, it's fine. And I remember my ex was like, no one cares. You're not going to make any money. Nobody cares about healing. Well, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> so that's definitely why he was your ex. <laughs> yes, <exactly>. Because <laughs> everyone needs to care about healing.
3: Yeah. And, it was, uh, and so I, it was like yesterday, two days ago, I signed a $27, $27K contract, 30 k contract. Um, and I was off that day. It was like I had no sessions. I, had not, I didn't do anything. And I made $30,000. I mean, of course, it's work that I prior I worked on, but it was just like it came.
2: <laughs> okay, so talk to me about hypnosis. Talk to me about this and how you are drawing all this money to yourself and how you are ma- manifesting at this really high level. And you work specifically with CEOs, people who are running their own companies. That's who you focus on. You did something like 4444, four, 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 4, 4,444. CEOs you want to work with this year is that your your what your intention is tell me how you got there tell me how you help CEOs and then how do you draw this to you and what do I need to do to get on this frequency
3: (laughs) yes yes so essentially with manifestation um there's a lot of things out there that people only focus on the law of attraction The law of attraction and manifestation are different. The law of attraction is one of the laws, the universal laws. So you use the law of attraction as one of the rules to help you manifest. And you're always manifesting because manifestation is just thinking. Yes. You're just thinking. So what you're thinking about is what you get, really. Like what you expect, not even thinking. What you expect is what you get not what you hope for not what you write down in your journal what you expect is what you get and our expectations are based on our beliefs right and so if we have beliefs that prevent us from expecting this money to come easily to us then it won't come easily to us
2: yes okay so how do you rewire that how do you get in touch with it and i want to actually ask you how you deal with this. Cause I know you work on a lot of trauma. You work on a lot of, um, inclusivity. You're very, just, you're just a very loving soul for the world. I struggle with when I see pain and suffering and injustice in the world, I like I internalize it. I feel depressed. It comes over me. I feel sometimes hopeless like that. I just feel so sad to live in such a broken world, and then I get lost in the rabbit hole thoughts that I experience of all the things that are just not right, and just the the, the pain that humans cause each other. It wears me down. I'm a deeply feeling person, and so. Sometimes I get so lost in the world that we live in and I just feel like I'm too small to make a difference that I just feel sad. I, I feel sad for the children that are abused and abandoned and all the things that I get lost in like sadness that I feel like that is not effective though because I'm not actually doing anything positive. I'm just feeling sad. So how do you break thought cycles that yes, I'm aware of what's happening in the world, but instead of just feeling depressed about it, I am turning it into an energy that can, A, cause abundance for me, and then me help others with their own abundance. Because I feel like you've figured that out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, everyone has um, you know different upbringings and different memories. So when I work with um, founders, they may have a money block, right? But the root of that, like you just—it's only the surface, you know, the iceberg. So you only see the surface, like oh, they're struggling to, to keep the money that they make, or they're always like going feast and famine. But it's always something deeper, and it's usually um, the beliefs. It's not just one belief too, you know. It's usually like five to ten that cause this like tangled wire it's like you see the tv and then behind it's like a whole bunch of wires behind it those are the beliefs that are just like gnarly and just like creating this staticky um, picture that they see of the world and what they can expect so um and there's a difference between uh, trauma either intergenerational trauma racial trauma oppressive um internalization and limiting beliefs right Mm -hmm. so limiting beliefs are things that happen to you and you, you know, you accept them to be true. Right. Right. But these societal restrictions, essentially societal restrictions in the, in the external, rea- in your external reality are there. So if your beliefs don't prepare you to easily overcome these societal restrictions, then you're going to have double, double lockup. So first we work on their beliefs so they feel stronger about themselves and then we talk about the societal restrictions so then soon because you are now so strong so much stronger and empowered you can it's easier for you to see these societal restrictions for what they are mm-hmm. restrictions not reality right restriction not reality. That's the people, the people, and then also you have to also realize that systems are run by people, people with biases, people that also grew up with, and so these people have limiting beliefs and they also accept these societal restrictions. So you can always look at the system, but then among the system is you see it's grouped by people. So that means whenever you um, are presented with a societal restriction, look for the person that can help you overcome it. There's going to be one person, one clerk, one office manager, one manager, one somebody is going to be able to help you overcome that because you're seeing the person, not the system. And people are powerful because the power is in the people. Because the people make up the system. Yeah. So you always remember that. So you're so you're more powerful than you think. But You just can. We can see how much destruction one person can make. Hmm. We never see how much good one person can make too.
2: Right. I do feel like a lot of times that you see the um, just all the terrible things that are happening. You're right. So you say society, like society, and all of that. So and also. Like, one of your things is your healing – feel is it, is it, like, racism with hypnosis and stuff? Because I struggle with that, too. Just, like, the unfairness of how things are. Just the way things – that we live in the society. And it's like, why is it this way? And, like, how – like, it feels so deep-rooted. How do we overcome what is so deep in this system now? That, now that we all are – our eyes are being made aware of what's going on. It's like, how – it feels so big, you know? So how – how do we start as one person? Because obviously we are, it takes, it's going to take all of us, but like, how do, how would you suggest like we start as just individuals to make changes, even though the, it's
3: overwhelming? So for me, um, I, I didn't like how people were doing business. I didn't like how people were so tired. And I lost a lot of um, former colleagues and friends in 2016, 2017, 2018, startup founders that were making money to um, death by suicide. So that was very overwhelming to me. And I said, how can I, what can I do? And I didn't get the answer until later with hypnosis. And so the number that you saw, the um, 4,444 is my pledge to the world. Okay. Those are, that's the number of people that I feel like I can impact and truly help. So you think about what you, where you are in your life. You don't have to be a CEO. You don't have to be a hypnotherapist because you could really make it. You can say, all right, I'm just going to focus on maybe one person this year. I want to help one person this year. And imagine if we just turned to our right and helped our neighbor. How much? If everyone just right. pledged one person.
2: Right. Instead of like feeling like you have to like get in there and try to save the whole world. Just like, that's what I'm trying to tell myself. Like what is, where am I in my life and where can I impact in my life? Because that's the only thing I can do. So, okay. With hypnotherapy, how? does it work? Because I feel like I carry a lot of just like sadness and I feel like maybe some of us from even past lives, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but like, I'm always just a little sad and I'm not even sad about my own life. I'm just sad about the state of suffering that's always happening. And then I also feel like sometimes I hold myself back from feeling like I should, I can truly manifest what I'm capable of because I almost don't want to feel um like greedy or something that it's like, you know, if you like want too much and you go too big, then it's like, why do I think I deserve all that when there's so many people without so, like why am I going to try to like manifest everything I can think of in my mind when so many people just want a meal, you know? Mm-hmm. So I struggle with those kind of beliefs.
3: Yeah. So what helps me is that when I think about um, billionaires and millionaires there's so many rich people that aren't helping that I can be like for me rich is the, being, the having the ability to help right so when I have to manifest like the, the money that I manifested um, or that I drew into my business, I was able to I already see how it's going where I'm gonna, where it's going to go and how you're gonna help people Yes exactly okay so so you do you remember like ducktales like uncle scrooge yes like the the vault of money so instead of instead of me jumping into the money i picture who's jumping into the money with me okay who's jumping in there with me
2: are you always thinking of other people when you're manifesting like what you're going to do for good
3: Mm-hmm. yeah I think about what I want I want to live it's like why do you want to live in a beautiful house so I can feel peaceful and when I'm at peace I'm able to um see more clients you know when I when I'm in a space I'm, I'm comfortable and happy I can see more clients I can help more people and then um I always think about the energy that I'm in especially because it's very close I work closely to others so I'm very aware of how I treat myself now even actually like Becoming a hypnotherapist made me more interested in my self-care because mm-hmm. I never want to come and have, you know, go into someone's house with dirty feet, you know, someone's mind with dirty feet. So I started to really um, eat less meat, work out, just start to really make sure I feel good when I go into sessions. And so, and some people, you have to look at what your motivation is, like your value system, right? Is your value system... Um, about just you know within your your family, right? And is your value system within your community? Because especially um, my female identifying clients, we always feel guilty for wanting more, and that yes. is one of the societal restrictions, the internalized oppression.
2: Yes, like, I do feel like that.
3: The, yeah. yeah, like the equal pay day. I talked about this. Um, I said, look, it's two sides. Two sides. When they, so many people don't negotiate their salaries. So many women, I didn't even. <laughs> and my client, co- my uh, coworker, he's like, "Yeah, I just," I said, "How do you get paid this much?" He's like, "Oh, I told him I just wanted it," and I did. It. I said, "Yeah," I just said, "Okay." <laughs> right. Totally. I feel that. <laughs> so it's like, if if you say no, then <laughs> they'll they'll say, "Okay, that's it." But we are conditioned not to ask. I so that's, oh my God, I'm just
2: so glad I got the opportunity if I don't take what they gave me, and they'll take it away.
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so one, you, it's two sides. So if you stop, if you say no, and you don't accept it, they'll try, but they can only try for so long until they say, okay, then raise it. So we both have to say, we both sides, but we have to say no first, mm. or they're going to keep getting away. No, no company's going to be like, Oh, you know, like, let's pay people more. You know, these companies, like we would love, I would love a world like that, but we have to be realistic too. You know, I am magical. I love magic, but I'm also realistic. Like these companies are not going to be like, okay, yes, <laughs> let's pay people more. You have to demand it and expect it.
2: Okay. Expect it. So tell me how, let's get down to the, the stuff that everybody wants to talk about money. How do you use hypnotherapy to manifest money? Like, how are you, how do you do that? And tell me about the, the courses that you've created and the apps that you have and the, um, what goes on in your sleep, the subliminals, all of this. Like how, what, how does all that work?
3: Okay, so all my programs are designed to make it easier to release those beliefs that are limiting you from um, experiencing more money. Because manifestation is, like we said, always thinking, right? So people try to do methods, but they don't work on their beliefs. They don't work within their subconscious mind and their unconscious body as well, because it's, 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 a, it's the mind-body-spiritual connection. So you start with, why do you want more money? Like okay. what, this bur- the burning desire, essentially. Like, why do you want this money, right? And then you think about why, why do you feel first? Why do you feel like you can't have this money right now? Like, why do you feel like you can't, this money can't just appear in your bank account, in your pocket, wherever right now, what is, what is keeping you from thinking that or expecting that? And then, and then when you're continuously ask yourself this things, memories will pop up, pictures will pop up in your mind. And then you basically ask yourself, Why do I believe that? Where does that belief come from? Oh, was it when my mom said that money doesn't grow on trees? Mm -hmm. Or my dad said that only um, greedy people are rich? Like they had to do something bad to get it. Oh, yeah, they're rich. I remember um, someone, I was like, oh, Oprah's starting, Oprah's um, launching a soup line. They're like, she already has enough money. Why is she doing that? Right. (laughs) can you have projects? Can you have side projects? Like, I just, you know, I, I just thought and that, I remember that. And I was like, oh, I'm making money now. I was like, oh, why do I want to add more another revenue stream? I was like, why do I want to do that? And then I stopped myself. I was like, no, this is going to help people. Duh, that's why people need this. And I and I could give it to them. I
2: think and that's so, where I, I have a lot of limiting beliefs. It's like, I feel like if I, if, I feel like I'm, I feel blessed in my life right now. So I'm like, if I ask for more, then that's me being greedy when other people when I feel like other people need so much. So it's like why would I be asking for more? That's I struggle with that.
3: And then there's also this belief that most of us always have because we're conditioned. The world and this is why there's so much strife in the world. The lack. We don't realize that this planet has already grown, literally this is a this planet was a um is a hello fresh meal <laughs> essentially the world earth is a hello fresh meal and we came here and it has everything that we already need to to survive so what do it we do a- with that how do we tap into that um so we have to accept the fact that it's there so we know so you getting more does not take away from other people because there's enough
0: this is it your moment
2: so then, what about the people who were just born into an unfair hand, who, like, maybe were born into abuse, who were born into a, a, a part of the system that's just broken and, like, just weren't born with, you know, weren't born with anything on their side, it, it seems. Like, what about those people as opposed to someone who is maybe born into? of easier life like what but it doesn't feel like sometimes it starts off fair and you say the earth has everything we need but like what about it just doesn't feel like everyone
3: starts fair you know yeah and and so that's how the power. that's how that shows you how powerful people are this baby is born into a family that can make or that can really help or make or break it right and so if you're born into a family where you experience abuse you have to realize that that was not your choice you were essentially a, a test to your parents or the people whose lives you came into and they failed not mm-hmm. you
2: but sometimes it's, but, but how do you what if it's so bad it's hard to get to that thought you know because yeah. like, the abuse and trauma yeah. so much you know
3: yeah. I'm sorry i'm just it, going here but this is
2: what i really struggle with the unfairness of life
3: no, that's 100%. And it's like, and so knowing that there's these people that will bring a beautiful soul into this world and abuse it, that means that I want more people that can help this soul heal. So that means that I want to either mentor or donate or help these light workers, these good people, give them the resources to be able to rescue these children, to be able to heal these people so I see. Since I know that this particular issue exists, how can I add to the healing?
2: That's how can I add? to So then you don't have to stop your abundance. Your abundance actually can help where your heart feels pulled.
3: Yeah. So I always think about the phases of pain and and um, trauma and essentially where I can fit in in that cycle. So if I can't prevent it, then I can help them heal from it and mm-hmm. help them, I can help them survive, right? Heal. And then at the end too, I can also help them thrive because when you hit 18 years old, you get kicked out of the system. So you right. see so many 18, 19, 20-year-olds on the street. So what if I'm able to provide housing and tra- transitional housing, since the government won't do it, you know? Or if I live in a city, I can look at the laws and say, and look at the child laws and say, actually, I wanna vote so there is additional housing up to age 21 and that children get a stipend while they can, um, and that they can use an educational stipend or a, um, a trade stipend. So you can do so much. I feel like with the news, and how it is, it is designed to um, prov- provoke emotion, the energy, because our emotions are very powerful. Pain, fear, anger makes the world go round. But love makes is a more powerful emotion. But if you are in the energy of love, you're less easier to control, mm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, so you think, you, and it's like you got to think about who owns the news stations, who owns these places. Like I was watching an interview about um, a water company This woman had to fight these, has has to fight these other larger companies to leave her company alone because they want a monopoly on the water, clean water. They want a monopoly to hold on to water and she's fighting, you know? And so you think about, and then who's behind these corporations? People. It always comes down to other people. And so I'm like, wait, how do these people have so much power? They have money. So, I made it my mission to give get more CEOs, more companies with people behind them, but with good people behind them.
2: Because money is what is power. So you're saying let me help heal people in power with money, so they can use that money for good. Wow, that's exactly. a big mission right there, Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's pretty deep. Okay, so. Tell me what you're doing with that and how are you getting the CEOs and then what are you doing with the hypnosis? Like how do you get in their brains?
3: So um, they usually fi- they find me um, either, you know, I'm sending the transmission and they receive it. And so they find me and we book a session. Um, I have one-on-one sessions first and these one-on-one sessions are 90 minutes. And they do pre-work prior to it. And then on the session, um, we always start with money because I want that to be the least of their problems. I want them to never worry about money. So since they're never worried about money, they have the privilege to take risks. Because money is green is really the color of privilege. Um, I know that people talk about white privilege, but after working in sales as a black woman, um, just in case you guys are not seeing the cover of the, (laughs) of the, I have a black woman. Um, so when people, so I know working in sales, um, as most, most of the time, the only woman on the team. And then one time, like one of three black people in a, in a global company, like global company, um, I knew that greed was the equalizer Um, I know with everything with with the police brutality, that kind of flips everything, but in other situations outside of police brutality, it's a great equalizer, and it affords you a lot of privileges, so that when you're in a city or a community, you can really have strong relationships with the leaders in that community, with the um, police departments, with all these people, because you're donating to campaigns of people that you want in power. Mm-hmm. that's how these people are empowered that's right. how why these laws exist because people that don't have the best interest or care about other people can donate to these leaders campaigns to these people to get results that they want and it's right. so interesting yeah, we saw, we saw it happen in Batman. <laughs> you know, we see, it's like, it's so interesting how you see it in media and you see these stories and you're like, wait, that actually does happen in real life. These people with money are able to stay in power or to get advantages because they donate to these leaders. So what if we, the people, have this money, sorry, I just went off on a tangent, these people have this money and we're able to donate to leaders that we believe in that can make a difference. And we, and we form protection for these leaders too, yeah. because it's, you know, and so um, when I have a, a CEO on a session, we look at their profit pathway, right? How their business can make money without burnout and without harm to others. Right. And we create that profit pathway and then I go through a series of questions because these questions will help me identify what if you have a limiting belief or societal restriction.
2: Okay. So this goes into like the depths of who you are. And like, like you said, like with the peanut butter, like when you were young, like finding things like that, like what is holding you back?
3: Yeah, exactly. And so we find out what that is. And so we, and we're able to determine if it's a, current limiting belief, an ancestral um, trauma, energetic trauma, actual intergenerational trauma, so emotional trauma, and and then we release all three.
2: And do you do so this under if, hypnosis? Yes. So the, the subconscious is talking?
3: hmm 100%. So we'll start with a light trance to when you answer the question. So the, ans- the answers may not make sense to you consciously, but they make sense, we're, taking, we're emptying everything out, let draw it all out to the to, to conscious level, to the surface level, so we can clean it. It's almost like um, you're, I, I become like a pool girl, but it's like the ocean. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, it just comes from the depths of the ocean, and we take that thing that you clean the pool and clear it out, clean this. Once you bring it up to the surface, you can clear it out. And so once we clear it out, you no longer have these restrictions. Now I can ask you, what do you really want?
2: So is it like once you clear it, is it gone forever or does it come back?
3: It's gone forever. um, But you'll, what will happen is you'll have some other triggers come up because, and this, they come up because your subconscious realizes that you're stronger now. So Mm -hmm. you can actually handle triggers. If you're someone that's listening, you're, currently on your healing journey, but then you've experienced something that kind of feels like you are taken back, you feel like you're pushed back to a certain point, that's not you being pushed back. You're actually still moving forward, but it's something that you also need to address. It's another thing you need to address and your subconscious waited for you to be in a mentally strong and emotionally strong state for you to address it.
2: Okay, so can you do this over Zoom or do you have to be in person?
3: Yeah, all my sessions are virtual, especially after last year. Now everything's (laughs) virtual.
2: How does someone get into being hypnotized? Like what is the process of it? Like how do you get someone there? Because I feel like I can never relax my mind enough to like let it be. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so um, you, we all kind of see like the TV stage of hypnosis where it's like um, re- relaxation method or, you know, but there are other different methods to go into hypnosis. Um, for example, when you when you drive to the supermarket or drive to the dentist, you don't use like Google Maps or anything to get there. You just know. Mm-hmm. And you kind of zone out and you, you're just all right, I'm at the supermarket. No one comes up to you and say, what did you do to get here exactly? Where did you turn? What did you turn left, right? And you're like, I just want to go get my kale, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in, in a state of trance when you're driving. When you learn how to drive, when you learn how to ride your bike, your body and your mind take in, like imprint, it imprints that process in your mind. So just like how you can ride your bike, you can change the imprinting of how you make money. So right now you may make a lot of money, but you, sh- it's like always such like a war. And you're always like, finally, it, they signed the check. Yeah. Oh, finally, the check came out. Finally, it's, the pot. it's always something drama, but you get the money, but it's always a, through dramatic circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's an imprinting. That's a subconscious imprint. You make, You do these these little nudges, these little things that kind of just put obstacles in your way to get that money, for that imprint. So um, when we when we go into trance, it's it's easier to get the answers and to go into trance is very easy. I can do. We can do a um, demonstration of just like uh, yeah. Okay. Let's. All right. So you know Charlie's Angels. Yes. So put your um, hands like that. Okay, right? And then you're going to open your fingers like that. And I want you to look at your fingers and then I'm going to put a little handle here on that finger and a little handle here on that other finger. I'm just going to close them. Okay, but
2: I can't see your
3: I'm hands.
2: Yeah. Wait, sorry. I, you, can't, I can't I can't see your hands.
3: Oh, that's okay. You cuz you feel me moving oh. the levers. You feel oh. the levers moving. You feel the levers like pushing your fingers yeah, actually, together. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and you're like, why, why are my hands coming together? And then all of a sudden I have like a steel rope and I'm tying them together and they're just getting closer oh and God. closer and closer. And they're just tying, 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 tying together, together, together. And they're just going to lock together in this nice rope. I'm not there. That was all you. Through my suggestions. My... So that's what hypnosis is. Oh, you can un- unlock now. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is really
3: wild. Yeah. So your, your subconscious mind sent the messages to your body. And you can remember, how, you know, you can, rem- and because of the way that I'm describing it. I actually it, felt that through can, my body. Yeah, you can imagine how it feels. So imagine if I said, I just put a stack of money in your palm of your hand. You're going to feel really rich, right? And then soon that stack of money will come into the palm of your hand. If you don't, if you have the feeling and you have the expectation that it will, it will appear. So that's the work. And so it's the process of just like clearing out any limitations Mental, emotional, energetic that can prevent the, the, the amount that shortens the amount of time that it takes for it to appear in your hand. So and you see how powerful your mind is to take in that feeling of the handles being there. That feeling can also apply to your bank account
2: Dang. of the
3: money being there.
2: Wow, Juliet. <laughs> so have you seen just incredible results of in people?
3: Yeah. So many. Uh like it's it's so wild like seeing my clients online now, how they just expand. You know, like they're they're like great um great new entrepreneurs or great founders, or they've been in business for maybe two, three years and they're like doing well, but they were tired, so tired. And now I see them posting. I see them showing up when they want to consistently, but when they want to, and they are just shining bright and you can, and their energy, people feel it. They they get more money because people feel like they're doing it for the love of this business. You know, you're doing it for the love of it, not for the money. People sense that. And that's what sets them apart from their competition, sets them apart from everyone. And people just like are drawn to them.
2: Wow. And it takes off the like the hamster wheel rat race trying to keep up, comparing, because it just gets you in your own lane because now it's just like you're truly soul connected. All the blocks that you were doing it for, all the things that you thought you needed to do it for, are kind of removed at this point. And exactly. now you're just doing it for the sole purpose of why you came here, really.
3: Yeah. And they, they're now locked into the reality where lack does not exist. Them making more money does not take away from their competitors. Their competitors could do well as well, and they do well, because there's always enough. Mm, and mm-hmm. it's like, there's always enough. Even when money, um, paper money is replaced that's even when it's more. Like, literally, like, you could just go in there, and put some keys in it, then you have money. Like, we literally, <laughs> that's what money is now. Like, you just go into someone's bank account and change it, then we all have money, <laughs> you yeah. know?
2: Wow. So, talk to me about subliminal, because you do stuff where people put stuff on in their sleep, right?
3: hmm yeah, so sub- subliminals are a great place to start brain training. If you're not sure about hypnosis, my subliminals are the best place to start training your brain because I'm someone that was diagnosed with ADHD. And so I am an overthinker, 100%. Yes, Um, me too. (laughs) So this is specifically designed for my overthinkers. So you don't hear the words that I'm saying or anything that's coming through. It goes straight to your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind can't subconsciously can't consciously sabotage you
2: okay so you just put it on at night and you go to sleep and then you wake up and it's just like it works itself out does it play all night
3: yeah you play it all night and then they're supersonic so you can have them very low you don't need headphones. you can play them in the room outside you'll hear it we hear your subconscious is always on you're consciously sleeping your subconscious is always on it's been recording on since birth even in the womb since in the womb and so it has the information that you need. And and so when we're sending these messages, these suggestions, we're clearing it. We're, we're saying like, hey, can you identify the belief that's keeping so and so from this? All right, can we, let's work, so the next seven days, let's clear this belief. And the subconscious does the work. And people are like, is always oh, email us. Like I was like walking and I just started laughing randomly. I just was filled with such like happiness. This has never happened to me. Is this the, the, I'm like it's all you. You, when you remove like energetic, emotional, mental restrictions, you become more free to be you. The true you.
2: Okay. So I want to get the subliminals and I want to book a session with you. So I'm going to do this after our interview. I'm going to figure out all this, but tell the, tell everyone listening how they can find your subliminals, where they can get them and how to book a session. Because I feel like everyone should do this.
3: <laughs> yeah. So just, you can go to my Instagram account, um, juliettcioboto and in there, in the link in the bio are all the links to everything that we discussed. Um, there's link to the supersonic Um, bundle so that's 12 months well 15 like plus three bonus um subliminal sets or you can just start off with the subconscious reset if you just want to dip your toe in the subliminal subliminal um pool and then i have links on how to work with me in may and june so you can book your 90 minute um mental remapping session is what I call them because we're literally remapping your mind and um and then links to my youtube everything is there so if you want to just like kind of see what I'm about and what the what my uh true values are my youtube channel can tell you everything
2: so May and June you're booked till May and June are you just taking time for yourself or is it just like do you have certain days that you work only or how do you do that
3: yeah, so I'm actually taking the month of April off because I've had 400, almost 400 sessions since 2020.
2: <laughs> wow, so you need a, re- a reset yourself, a break.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking the entire month off, just like a cognitive break and emotional break. Um, so I can come back in May and be there for my clients. I never want to come on a session um, tired because i'm not like i'm not a coach i'm um an energy healer and a hypnotherapist so my energy has to be at 110 percent, or i feel like i'm cheating my clients so i need to and i also need to practice what i preach i can't tell you like don't burn out and i'm like
2: (laughs) how how do you keep your energy high what are some of the 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 tips and the things that are non-negotiables for you to keep your energy high. Cause I feel that way too. I feel like I need to have high energy, but oftentimes I feel like it's ugh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm not like a, it's like, um, I always try to maintain feeling good by talking to the people that I love talking to, you know? Um, I don't, I don't stay too long on social media. I don't watch, um, the news. Um, I have Apple news, so I'll see, headlines and then I can have the choice to say and I can kind of gauge if they're just trying to be provocative or they're actually trying to give us information you mm-hmm. know so I stay um up to date so I don't mm-hmm. watch the news I don't do that I I read a lot um of books that I enjoy and, and I have things that hobbies that aren't monetized okay so what you are like your hobbies do. that you love I love to hula hoop oh so that
2: always, and that's like, so body <laughs> moving
3: yeah yeah get um get stay snatched and high vibe you know (laughs) so it's um so I love to hoop. I love writing I love um playing with my nephew um going on runs like all that stuff so I I really take advantage of the beauty that is on earth like I I try to really kind of Um, stay grateful and really say wow earth is so and realize how like cool we all are how magical we all are like um, genetics um, energy how you can finish your friend's sentences or your husband's sentences like all that's so magical and amazing so I try to stay I try to remind myself how um, good people are if I feel um, down about the world I try to like name 100 people that are good
2: that's great that's a great exercise. I need to do that. Name a hundred people that are good. Dang, Juliet! Wow. This is so inspiring. I want to book a session with you. Um, before I wrap up, I always like to end with leave your light. What do you want people to know?
3: I want people to know that they're more powerful than they are taught, that we're thought, taught. We, rem- we know this as babies, you know, but we seem to forget. So I want you all to really remember how powerful you are.
2: That is amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. What an inspiring human you are. I want to I <laughs> be, I want my brain to be like yours. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> yeah. I need to get all of your stuff.
3: Yes. Yeah. If you, if you, you guys saw me like three years ago, live it, you know just girl in new york <laughs> in brooklyn totally opposite <laughs> of where i am now
2: you just chose to change just,
3: yes exactly just 3 years
2: 3 years ago you were in a totally different state
3: yep 100% 100% so just like i i and, and i always i'm grateful to that version of me because she was able to get me here
2: yes I feel that. I feel like I'm ready for a shift in my brain. Like I like, I feel like my, I, it's time for me to like level up and stay there. Like I don't need to be in the, I, f- I feel like I know what high vibra- high vibing is and how to be in the high vibration and that's where you need to live. But then I just like, kind of, I like, always fall back down into like the low vibe because of all the sadness and suffering. And I get lost and all that. I need to level up and, and use my next level to help others like you are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and that sadness is good, that that pain and sadness that you feel, always be like, okay, good. I'm still, I'm still, I'm not a robot, you know? I'm still here. And then you're like, all right, I'm feeling the sadness and you can and say, what am I gonna do with this energy? Because sadness is a very powerful energy. So you get, okay, so now that I'm sad, what am I gonna do with this energy? I'm going to run it through the filter Change it to love, and I'm going to do this now. I'm going to make someone else feel this way.
2: Mm, run it through the filter, change it to love, and do this now. That's great.
3: It's very powerful. <laughs> you, when you get sad, you're like, "Yes, good. I'm sad. All right, now happy. <laughs> I'm Okay,
2: that's a new way. Okay, I'm sad. I'm feeling now. How am I change
3: this feeling? Yes, I I have empathy. I'm a human.
2: Okay, that's really good advice. Well, Juliet, I am so grateful to have you on. Thank you for joining me. You're so inspiring, and I cannot—I seriously cannot wait to do a session with you in May. I'm gonna try to get your first one that you come back because I'm like so dying to like do this.
3: <laughs> hey, Yes, yes. I'm so excited. Ripple effect is happening. Yes. <laughs> and then you send it to your audience and everyone, your Everyone needs
2: to check her out. So follow Juliet. Okay, so we spell your Instagram out so people can find it.
3: Sure. It's uh, Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T, Steve Obodo, Amazing. You're amazing. You're an incredible woman.
2: Thank you for joining me.
3: Thank you for having me. Bye.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With Simelbo Grease,